0: Today we're continuing our diverse series, we're going to take a month or so to be able to hear from some different people who are a part of our community who come from uh, different cultures, different backgrounds than uh, what many of us come from and uh, I hope that you're feeling encouraged and inspired about it, certainly for me these first couple of weeks have been really helpful uh, just to be able to gain some new perspectives and to be able to get to know some of the people who are part of our Brooklyn Park family in a new way. A little bit of a reminder about why we're doing this series. Uh, We've said part of it is that we want to just recognise and celebrate the fact that we are a very diverse community. A lot of churches don't have the privilege that we have. Where they have people who come from all sorts of different backgrounds and have the ability to be able to learn from each other. And so we absolutely want to celebrate that and recognise that's a part of who God has made us to be. We also want to be able to learn from people from different cultures. Uh, We talked about how culture is like the water that fish swim in, that you just kind of take it for granted. And so having some people who come from outside of our Australian culture uh, to be able to help us to recognise the things that are good, but also maybe some of the things that we take for granted that aren't as good, is a very, very healthy thing for us, and specifically for us as a church, how we can learn from that. And the reason why we want to learn more about that is because we've said nearly half the people in the community around us were born overseas, and so increasingly we have more and more people around us who come from different backgrounds and different cultures. And so this is an opportunity for us to say, how can we do the best job possible as a church of welcoming people who do come from different backgrounds? Uh, What can we learn from people who've become a part of our community about what that experience is like, and how can we do it in better and better ways? So each week we've just been looking at a little bit of a snapshot uh, throughout our services of the different ways in which we see this idea of diversity and unity playing out through scripture. And so today we've looked at this passage from the start of the early church where we see this amazing set of events unfold where this group of people, the disciples, the people who'd been following Jesus are gathered together and I would imagine probably saying, what happens next? What happens from here? And it's good for us to remember that this is not a group of mega-talented, amazing, educated people. This is a group of fishermen and tax collectors and people who are on the fringes, people who were kind of the least likely. And so they're gathered together to say, what are we supposed to do with this thing that Jesus has passed on to us? And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, they receive the Holy Spirit and have this ability to speak in other languages and that then spills out onto the street and because there's so much noise going on all these other people who just happen to be there in God's timing because it's the Pentecost festival end up gathering to say what's all this ruckus about and you can imagine how surprised they must have been when they suddenly start to recognize that person speaking in my natural language I can understand what it is that they're saying <laughs> and someone else who's from a completely different culture is having the same experience at the same time Just an amazing set of circumstances unfolding. And what we can learn from this is that there is no barrier that's too great for God to be able to get the word out about Jesus. God takes this least likely group of people and infuses in them the ability to be able to speak in all sorts of languages so that people can hear the truth about what Jesus has done and the impact that that has on them. So it's really, really great for us to be reminded again as we continue through this series that God's desire is for everyone to know about Jesus and that that is the thing that holds us together. It doesn't matter about our language, it doesn't matter about our culture, at the end of the day we've got the privilege of joining together to centre and focus on Jesus and then move forward together as spiritual family out of that. So with all that as a little bit of setup, I'm going to invite Prawan and Sushma to come forward. So let's give them a hand as they come up. Welcome. Good to have you share with us today. There we are. So, as we have done throughout this series, where part of this is about getting to know you a little bit, so uh, there's a little bit of a hint up on the screen, but whereabouts are you from originally before you came to Australia? Uh, good morning, everyone, uh, and namaste. Uh, we are from Nepal. Uh,
1: it's the capital city. It's called Kathmandu.
0: And So we've got a couple of maps to show people with that. So that's where Nepal is compared to Australia. Yes, so and very- uh, it's
1: about... Uh, Nine thousand kilometers far from here.
0: Okay. So uh, to put that in context with some of the other things that we've talked about, how long is the flight to Nepal from here? Uh, maybe
1: fourteen to seventeen, eighteen
0: hours. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. And then next slide is yes, capital city, Kathmandu. Yeah. Very good.
1: Uh, it's a very small country, and uh, there is a big gigantic country It's China and India. Yeah, that's <laughs> <So> right. <laughs> kind that's of sandwiched <laughs> in between them.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Uh, and uh, there is a
0: Everest, uh, Mount Everest, uh, yeah, yes. it's the top of the wall, We yes. can say that. Yeah. Big mountain, and a few of us have heard yeah. of. Yes, Mount Everest. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, tell us, uh, how long have you been in Australia? When did you come to Australia? Uh,
1: actually, it's uh, quite uh, it's a good coincidence. Uh, tomorrow will be the uh, my second year. There we it's go. It's been two years uh, in <laughs> Australia, Very and nice. then the
0: sea came a little bit earlier. as... So, uh, Two and a half year. Okay, yeah. yep, great. And just tell us, in case for people who aren't aware, reason why you came to Australia and what you've been doing since you got here.
2: Thank you. Um, I came here 2016, 1st of the February, mm-hmm. so it's almost two and a half year. And I came as a student visa. I'm still a student. I'm doing nursing at Flinders.
0: Great. Uh, yeah. Yep, that's good. And so, yeah, that's still ongoing. Yeah, yes, it's yep. still
2: ongoing, so it will be finished uh, nine. Yep. The so next year. Yep.
0: Very good. And uh, that is the
1: reason I came here. I followed her. <laughs> <laughs> you followed her? Very nice.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Very good. But what do you do? You don't just kind of follow her around uh. the city. <laughs> what have uh, you been doing since you've come?
1: Uh, uh, at the moment, uh, I, I'm working uh, as a personal care worker mm-hmm. uh, in the, at
0: uh, nursing home. Yep, great. That's excellent. Very good. So, uh, tell us a little bit about what the hardest part was about leaving Nepal and leaving your home culture behind.
2: So, it was really hard for me because i never been to overseas before. Mm -hmm. So, I I always lived with my parents and my siblings. When I came here first, I didn't know anyone, any single friend here. So, I just uh, Googled and uh, I found uh, uh, accommodation myself. And it was really tough when I came here. I feel like uh, maybe I think I decided the you know the wrong choice. It is the you know wrong toi- choice for me because I feel homesick for first few months, mm. and I was used to cry. I used to cry, and uh, because in Nepal, so when I was a student, all the financial burden uh, used to uh, you know not on my head. All the education and accommodations my parents have to, you know, pay. And when I came here, so I realized that the all the those, those things on my head now. On top of the study, so and finding job here was very hard mm-hmm. as well. And um, so I did not have any, had any friends. So fortunately, I got uh, my a very good uh, landlord. So I shared the uh, accommodation and the food with her. So. The taste of the food was uh, quite different and <laughs> strange for me because we have always the spicy and the salt in our food every day. So that's why it was quite hard for me. Mm. And the hardest part of the day, I feel like finishing the food that I have got on my plate. <laughs> sure. So it was really hard. Yeah.
0: yeah. That's good. What about you? What did you miss the most and yeah, uh, what have been some of the challenges about adjusting into Australian culture?
1: Yeah, like you said, yeah, the one thing is food as well, absolutely. And then the other thing is uh, language, mm. because English uh, is our second language, uh, even though we have studied in English, English medium, but the daily basis, we don't have that uh, kind of communication in English. Yes. So uh, when we came here and then we found that a little bit uh, uh, different. Yes. Uh, as uh, to, to the delicate uh, basis uh, communications. Yeah. Um, uh, a lot of, idiom, uh, lots of idioms and slangs <laughs> and uh, sometimes that uh, make us quite awkward and uh, quite <laughs> confused. Yes. And then uh, other things, uh, yeah, in back to my country, uh, I used to be a pharmacist. And then mm-hmm. uh, I had, uh, uh, I used to work under the government as a pharmacist. And then uh, when I come here, I found that my degree uh, wasn't recognized. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I need to go some sort of examination. So I uh, found that uh, to get the job is a bit hard here. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, uh, other things are climate is a little bit different as compared to Nepal. We have different uh, climate. And uh, uh, yeah,
0: yep. I think that's all. No, that's good. Very good. So, you've been part of our church for a while now. So, tell us a bit about what we did well to kind of help you connect in and become a part of our church. Uh, maybe we'll just start there. So, what were the things that we did well to help you kind of feel part of who we are?
2: So, um, when I came first, so I already mentioned I did not know anyone. So, I asked about my uh, landlord to go to church, but um, because of her uh, busy schedule, she's... Working in the dog cloth, uh, which is on Sunday, mm-hmm. so we couldn't make it. And one day I was just coming to the Romeo and I saw the chores here. Yeah. And I, at first I feel a little bit awkward because I didn't know anyone. How I, uh, you know, enter in the room in the chores and maybe people will. I didn't know the what they will think about me because in Nepal um, I used to go to chores. But uh, here, I don't know how to start, how to enter inside, and maybe so everyone will look at me, and yeah. also the language barrier, yes. because I uh, have a little bit of fear to con- you know talk with the people because I did not understand people what they are t- talking. Yeah. So I feel I had quite um, experience, you know, quite much experience about it. I feel disappointed to uh, not. To not able to you know conversation with have a yeah. conversation with the people. So I was a bit awkward and I thought, let's see um, you know I just go and if it is okay then I will continue just uh, to see I have to go there. And I came here. When I enter here, I did' not feel like I haven't been here before because the people here all very friendly, very welcoming, very kind. So in the f- very first um, visit, I feel like very friendly friendly environment and even we share the contact and the people are very much interested about, you know, to mm. know about me. So I feel like, oh, this is the right place and I have a community here, a big community, you know, that God has already made for me. And so, yeah, yeah. So that, that was very really great help, you know, uh, for me to, you know, settle in this That's
0: great. And I think you can't miss how important that is what you're saying. And I think for a lot of people, particularly, again, people who come from other cultures, we take for granted that we know where to walk in and where to come and in here and what's going to happen and how the service is going to unfold. It takes an incredible amount of courage (laughs) just to show up and to walk in the doors um, and then to know, like, I'm not going to know anybody. I'm not going to know what's going to happen, (laughs) how this is all going to play out. Uh, I think it is really, really significant to recognise just how much it takes for someone just to enter in our doors and that's why it's so important for us to continue to say when someone does actually take that courageous step, how do we make sure that we then make it as easy as possible for them and to say we're thrilled that you did all of that work to come here, now let's help you understand a bit more about what we do. Yeah.
2: Also, I would like to add some things. So. We could be uh, getting continuous uh, spiritual
0: support from
2: here, so even though in our bad time uh, we are we able to share what is going on our daily life. So it is really great. Um, yeah, even though every here in Australia we found everyone is so busy, even these circumstances. So we have been able to share our uh, things to everyone, and we've been getting. Uh, Really big support, spiritual support and continuous prayer, So, which is really great help for us from these Brooklyn children.
0: That's great. That's excellent. In terms of what we could have done better, so are there things that would have made it easier to take some of those first steps and or, as you've then been a part of the community for a bit longer, are there some things that we could have done to kind of help you feel even more integrated into who we are?
1: I think so far it's uh, so far it's been great uh, experience with uh, uh, with being a part of this uh, church. Uh, I don't think so. There's uh, any specific thing need to be improved because we've been so happy and it's been great uh, opportunity to come here and then interact with people and uh, uh, get uh, the love uh, from the God and the scripture mm. and then uh, yeah. Uh, uh, we we think that uh, we we have been missing missing some some part of uh, sometimes we don't able to come here because of our uh, busy schedules. So uh, in uh, upcoming days, we thinking to come
0: regularly and then we can more contribute mm. as a part of church. Uh, no, that's yeah. great. That's good, Annette. So this is a question that we hadn't prepared. So if it's <laughs> too hard, then just say so. But Because of your schedules, because of study and because of work and shifts, um, you haven't been able to be here every week. So what are the things that we can do as a church to be able to help? Because you're not the only ones who are in that situation. Lots of people, that's just the reality of our schedules now, that it's really hard actually to be here every single week. So what are the things that we can do that can help you to stay feeling connected even in those times when maybe you have to miss a few weeks because of work and study?
1: Uh, I, I don't, I not know. That's okay. About that, <laughs> like I said, but, it's an unprepared question, so, <laughs> but, yeah. But, uh, I think, because uh, I had, a, I had a job and then, which was permanent, which has been given to me Sunday, ship, so I think I'm dropping that, ship, so uh, after next, yeah, yeah maybe next uh, month I'll be uh, free on that day, sure. so yep. I, I'll be able to come, but I don't know, she has a, uh, sometimes uh, Union and placement,
0: but uh, mm, I think, no, that's okay, that's <laughs> fine, <laughs> leave it as a question that you can then ask about at any point, <laughs> All right. so no, that's fine, that's great, so you're going to share a little bit about what God's kind of been challenging you about, something you've been processing in your relationship with him, so i hand over to you.
1: Uh, uh, it's been about 13 years I have been getting uh, lots of encouragement and uh, a way to come to uh, and know about God's words, and uh, today uh, I just wanna mm, explore the uh, words uh, from the Bibles. Uh, it's uh, Habakkuk, uh, uh, Habakkuk, chapter three, verse sixteen, mm, sixteen to nineteen, and uh, uh, it says, uh, "This is the prayer to." Uh, Habakkuk to the God when he was uh, in bad times. And it gives us a lot of strength when we are in bad or good times. So it gives us strength. It says like this, uh, I hear all this and I tremble, my lips quiver with fear. My body goes limp and my feet stumble beneath me. I will quietly wait for the time to come when God will punish those who attack us. Even though the fig tree have no fruit and no grapes grow on the vines, even though the olive crops fail and the fields produce no corn, even though the sheep all die and the cattle settles are empty, I will still be joyful and glad. Because the Lord, God, is my Savior, the Lord gives me strength, He makes me sure-footed as a deer, and keeps me safe on the mountains. Um, yes, this uh, this verse, I have been listening when I was in Nepal, and, and uh, even though when I, I was in trouble, and, and uh, I don't know what the time when it comes to what to do and how to make a decision, and this, this verse gives us strength. We have to keep patience, and we have to keep praying. And he has a good plan for us, and... That faith and that prayer and these oars gives us lots of strength uh, in our life, in ups and downs. Yeah, it's a bit hard to settle here in a new environment, but these
0: oars are keeping us and pushing forward to, uh, in our life. Yeah, that's excellent. It's really great. Thank you. As we wrap up, is there anything that we can be praying for specifically for you two as we kind of head into the next few months and beyond? Uh,
1: next uh, next month she is
0: going for placement mm-hmm. and uh, that time
1: uh, she can't work. Okay, sure. <laughs> <So> <laughs> would be a little bit. Uh, I guess she's going to Lameck Hospital. It's, been, it's a little bit far from yes. about. So month. how
0: long is your placement for? Month. For a month. month. Okay, so you'll be going out to the Lyle Mac and back every day for a month. Yep.
1: Yeah, yeah I think and then the, we can keep continue. Uh, to keep coming, Charles, as as a spiritual uh, healthy. Sure, yeah,
0: Yeah. that's great. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming and sharing. We recognize it takes a lot of courage to get up and share, and I know if I was to go to Nepal and try and speak in your language, (laughs) it would be an unmitigated disaster. So you've done a fantastic job. So uh, thank you very much. Yeah, uh, thank you. Yeah, I'd love to pray for you both. So let's pray. Gotta thank you so much for Prawan and Sushma. Uh, they're just beautiful, wonderful, gentle people who uh, I am grateful that we have as a part of our church community and uh, really, really grateful for just the courage, as we've talked about, that it takes to step into a new environment, a new place, a new group of people and to trust that, uh, yeah, that we'll be able to find you here in doing so, be able to find a group of people who are going to accept us and be that support network around us. And so I thank you that that's been their experience uh, right from the first time that they showed up and that then, yeah, they've been able to continue to be a part of what we're doing. We recognise that it has been a challenging season for them over the last uh, year and a half, two years as they've looked for work and then got work and then uh, all of the dynamics of what shift work looks like and then layering in. Uh, all of the challenges of study and studying in another language and all that comes with that. And so I thank you for their perseverance in that. And I thank you for your faithfulness to them as they have been on that journey. Uh, And as Sufjan now goes into a time of uh, another prac, we pray that you would just make it a great time of her learning a bunch of things. Um, But with the complexity of going out to the Lyle Mac, uh, we know that's a long way to go. So just, again, help them and sustain them through that time. I pray that that would be a great time of her just continuing to take more and more steps forward in uh, yeah, the future career path that you've got mapped out for her. So we thank you for just the way that they are a part of our community, the way that they have a desire, I know, to continue to be a greater and greater part of our community. Uh, but we thank you that we get to learn from each other. And um, yeah, thank you for the things that they've shared today. And particularly thank you for the reminder that you are with us in the good times and the bad times. We recognise when things are going well, it's relatively easy to focus on you and uh, to give you praise, but when things are challenging, that's often where we discover so much more richness about your faithfulness to us, about your love for us, about your grace for us, and it's in those dark times that we often learn the most. And so we thank you for that reminder and pray that, particularly for those of us who are struggling this morning, that that would be a sense of encouragement to keep going and to keep pushing into you to keep trusting that you are at work even in the darkest situations um, and most of all that you are with us in the midst of those challenging times and so we can have faith in you we can trust in you in your provision uh, in your presence with us and in what it is that you're going to bring out of that ultimately so we thank you for the opportunity to learn together and to get to know them a little bit more and we ask that you would continue to bless them in the days and weeks ahead in jesus name we pray amen let's give them a hand Thank you. Great, thanks.